1: Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium as always. Today is Saturday, December 31st. Last day of the year, which means the last show of the year. Hopefully everyone had a great Christmas last weekend. Enjoying your holiday season. Gonna cap it off today with some unbelievable college football games, hopefully, and a win by the Bucks tomorrow. We'll be right back to kick off the show. The number is 877-448-7901. Sports at power901.com is the email. We'll be right back to get it going in the gymnasium. Do you
2: use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. That's 800-750-9886.
0: Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Power 90.1.
1: Sports fans, college football. I'll tell you what. If you like the ball games, there are some good ones. How about the one yesterday with Notre Dame and South Carolina? Carolina, Notre Dame score with about two minutes to go to hold on to win that one. Florida State with a nice win over Oklahoma in the uh, Cheezers Bowl the other day. We had 34 games, I think, so far, and other nine on the docket. There'll be four games today. Kentucky and Iowa will be playing at noontime in the Music City Bowl. Alabama, Kansas State in the um, Sugar Bowl. And then, of course, the two big ones starting at 4 o'clock today. Michigan will be playing TCU in the Fiesta Bowl. And then we have Georgia at Ohio State. That's an 8 o'clock kickoff. That's the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. So, of course, the winner of the Georgia-Ohio State game will take on the winner of the Michigan-TCU game. And that'll be, um, I believe, the uh, first week in January. So... That's about the wrap for the college season. Uh, What do you think about these players that are opting out of the bowl games under the guise of, well, I want to get ready for the combines or I don't want to get hurt or whatever other excuses they may have. Personally, I think that if you're on the team, then you should play unless you have some injury that does not allow you to play. You're on the team. It doesn't mean that you walk out on your team when there's one game left. Uh, I know... You don't want to get hurt, obviously, but you've played all these games throughout your college career for the most part, haven't gotten hurt. So the odds of you getting hurt, I believe, are pretty slim. You should be out there with your team and you'll know, play throughout the whole season, including the last game. So it's really hard to pick some of these games. I know those of us in a, in a college football pool, if you will, maybe it's the uh, the one online with ESPN, the Bowmania one, I'm, I'm 500 right now. It's tough picking these because you don't really know who's playing and who's not going to play. So um, what it comes down to, it, though, it really has been a great college football season. And I think that the f- four teams left that will be playing today are going to um, you know have some good games. There's going to be some points scored in the Ohio State Georgia game, I think. Uh, The Michigan, I think Michigan is going to have its way with TCU at four o'clock today. I could be wrong. TCU finds a way whenever they're playing, whether they're up, down, tied, they come back to win it somehow. So I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I do think that when it's all said and done, Michigan is just too big and too strong for. Uh, TCU. I'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. Who do you think the final two teams will be left standing? And out of those two, who do you think is going to win? Most people right now have Michigan uh, versus Georgia in the final matchup. And I think that's a very viable pick. That's who I'm going with. I think that it can go either way in that second game because I do think that Ohio State is going to put up some points. Uh, I don't think that Georgia, I think their defense will be able to eventually make some adjustments and shut down Ohio State in the second half. So I look for Ohio State to have the lead at halftime, Georgia to make some adjustments, come back and win that game. Like I mentioned, there was a great win by Florida State, the other night when they were playing Oklahoma, congratulations to the Seminoles. Good game by Notre Dame last night against South Carolina. So a lot of good games this year in the ball matchups. And uh, as we wrap everything up with college football... What does your team stand for next year? How does it look in the off-season? What does your team need from recruiting standpoints? How do you feel about the NIL policies or a lack of policies that your team may have in place? Do they have collectives that are getting athletes to maybe come to the school of your choice uh, that you're rooting for? Or are they really not partaking in that as much and kind of following by the wayside? How about this transfer portal? It seems that every time someone lost a game in the last week or so here in the bowl games you hear about the losing quarterback into the transfer portal going to um, another school. I would love to hear your thoughts on what you think the answer is to the the way that it's set up right now where they do not have to sit out they can just go and play next year I, I think it's wrong. I think that there needs to be some type of um, penalty, if you will, or a waiting time frame for the player to be able to play for a school if they are staying on the same level or, or going down. If you're going up from, you know, Division Two to Division Three or or whatever it might be from two to one that's a different um, animal but I would think that in a regular transfer portal that we're talking about there needs to be a uh, period of waiting before you can go out there and play you're seeing people transfer left and right right now so I, I don't I'm not in favor of that to tell you the truth we'd love to hear your thoughts 877-448-7901 Sports power 901com is the email we'll be right back to talk some bucks on Power ninety 90.1 90.1 one.
2: shopusa.com or 813-655-5000 now,
0: now, back to the show back to the Jimmy B Sports Show and Power 90.1
1: Welcome back sports fans two weeks left in the NFL the Bucs control their own destiny which is really the way you want it to be if you're a Bucks fan or if you're a player on the field for that matter I think that if we come out strong we had a nice victory in the desert against Arizona this past week and I think that if we can build on that because we had you know we had to go into overtime and pull it off and uh, that win I think Gave us some momentum, momentum that we didn't have. Like I mentioned in previous shows, there's been no enthusiasm. Uh, the momentum seems to be going the other way in so many situations. So, hoping that the big game that we were able to pull off against Arizona will give us momentum as we come back home to Raymond James tomorrow at one o'clock. And it's it's really win and we're in. That's the way you want to look at it. Um, uh, don't want to think about losing this game, especially we've come this far this season. And despite the record of seven and eight, if we win on Monday, if you win tomorrow at one o'clock, then we're eight and eight, and then it really won't m- much matter. We can rest some players for the last. Game next week against Atlanta, I believe. What do the Bucks have to do? Well, the Bucks need to go out there with the mindset: we're not going to wait to score points. We're going to go out there and we're going to score points on the first drive. We don't want to settle for field goals. If you look at what this Panthers team, they had over three hundred yards rushing last week. Uh, I think they set some type of records. Darnold's the quarterback right now Uh, they rushed for 320 yards last week against Detroit Uh, the Bucks are 0-7 this year when we allow 20 or more points and we're seven and one when holding opponents under 20 points. Therefore, that seems to be the magic number. Hold the other team under 20 and we need to score more than that to win the game, obviously. So, in a must-win situation, who are the money players? Who are the people that you wanna see with the ball in their hands? Obviously, number 12 in the pewter, you wanna see him calling the plays, you want to see him out there making some good reads, making some good throws. Brady's been able to make some plays when he has to, but there's been so many times during the season where he has looked, I'll say, less than comfortable on the field, and I've never seen him look that way in all the years that I've been following him. Now, is it age? It could be. Is it a banged up offensive line for the Bucks? That could be as well, but there are no more excuses Tomorrow when we play We need to take advantage of Leonard Fournette He finally had a good game You know, a lot of people are saying Well, he's slow Rashad White should be the running back in there You know what? I, I would rather at this point see Fournette He's able to catch the ball out of the backfield When he runs, he does go straight ahead And he's tough to tackle He may not have the speed That Rashad White has But, uh You know, he does have the power and he does seem to be a money player. And that's someone that Brady seems to look for in the situation on a third and short or whatever it might be also you look at the receivers godwin has really come into his own and he had a big game the last game and i think that he's going to continue that we need him to be consistent he is one of our more consistent players he was hurt earlier in the season if you remember when he came back he's definitely helping the team mike evans no mike had a good game last week he for a couple of weeks there, wasn't really able to look like as so though he has his head in the game. And then, no, he was able to come back and play a decent last week. He's still not back to his uh, Mike Evans self, that's for sure. There is still something going on. Not quite sure why the lack of communication between him and the quarterback. It seems as though... Following now Evans, it looks as though he cuts some of his roots short. He's not running the crisp patterns that we're all used to seeing him run. So bottom line is we have to be on all cylinders when we play this team. Because in the first time we played them this year, don't forget they beat us pretty soundly 21 to 3. they had 170 plus yards on the ground and they've won four out of the last six games so you know they're consistently getting better as the season goes on and if you look at the bucks graph it's it's you know, up and down up and down up and down so we want to build on that comeback that we had against Arizona um, and forget about the game that we fell apart against Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. And a lot of that is being mentally tough. I think the Buccaneers have the talent. I think that sometimes during the course of a game, they have mental lapses, and they're not really mentally tough, mentally focused the whole sixty minutes out there, which you have to be whether you're on the sideline trying to figure out what went right the last series out there. you know, go out there if you're the defense, go out there, three downs, and get off the field that that's your goal every time you're out there from an offensive standpoint, you know Brady wants to get everybody involved. I understand that, but at this point of the season. It's not so much about getting everyone involved, it's about putting points on the scoreboard. What's the best way for the Bucks to put points on the scoreboard? What can we do? Can we run the ball? We really haven't been able to run that ball successfully all year long. You can say that's the offensive line. Um, I heard Worfs is coming back this week. I think that's a good thing. Um, We do have Jensen, who is still out, although he's making progress, I understand. We can't really get a straight answer about him, but we'll see what happens. So, What we need to do is hand the ball off to Fournette, Get him going on the ground. Throw some passes out in the flat to him. Let him run for six, seven, eight yards. Keep the ball on the ground until they shut you down on the ground. I think once they're able to do that, in order to have a good passing game, we need to establish some type of running game. Can we do that? I I think we can if we have some plays that are thought out a little bit and... Go to him more than one or two times i don 't want to see fournette run the ball up the middle that 's not the play that we want there 's more plays that you can draw up to utilize his talent of catching the ball out of the backfield. Utilize him as, as well as Rashad White. You basically have two two running backs in there um, that that are you know at this point I would say they 're fairly equal with their abilities, White being the younger and faster running back, but Fournette being the seasoned veteran who sometimes with the savvy that only comes with years playing is the person you want in there. I say utilize them both. Now let's let's get Evans out there on the same page with Brady. Godwin having a good game, Gage has been a good surprise the last couple weeks. I say surprise, he was brought onto this team as the third receiver to be able to produce for us. And that's finally what he's starting to do. So that's good to see. I think that this game is going to come down to who is going to be able to stop the other team from running the ball? We have the home field advantage here. I look for the Bucks to win the game 20-17. Love to hear your thoughts, 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Tired
2: of trying to catch the big red bus? One Blood has comfortable and convenient donation centers all around the Tampa Bay area. Like in Plant City at 2909 James L. Redmond Parkway, suite number six. Not only are you helping others by donating blood or plasma, you can earn free gifts for your donation, like gift cards and t-shirts. Restrictions apply. Call donation center for current offer details. Make a difference. Call and make your appointment today. In the Plant City area, call 813-752-7638. That's 813-752-7638. Now, now. back
1: to the-
0: the show back to the Jimmy B sports show and power 90.1 welcome
1: back sports fans we're at a one o'clock game tomorrow there's also several other games obviously two weeks left in the season so all these games are just magnified that much more at this time of the year yeah the Dolphins eight and seven playing at the Patriots the reverse of that seven and eight Patriots are just so uncharacteristically um, having turnovers right now. Uh, I know they have some injuries. now they have a couple uh, cornerback injuries, but for the most part, I've never seen the Patriots have so many mental errors like we talked about. So Miami can clinch a playoff spot with a win and a loss or a tie from the Jets or a tie from the Jets' loss or a Steelers' loss. So a lot of different scenarios right now. No sense getting into any of them, but Patriots have a, a still a slim chance of the playoffs, but if they win, it helps them out obviously a little bit more, lose, and they're pretty much done. So the thing right now that I see with both of these teams, all eyes are on Teddy Bridgewater. Why? Well, because two is not going to play. Uh, he's in concussion protocol again. And I think that when you look at this, this has been a hot topic all week long uh, as to whether or not he should be playing any games the rest of the season or should he be shut down? For the rest of the year, and I think that you know, it's it's very hard because when you're an NFL player, your window of opportunity is somewhat small. So Tua has an opportunity. Miami you know, already once tried to, um, you know, find a alternative for him. So in the back of his mind, he's thinking that he needs to be out there to play. But they're doing the right thing in my mind by not. Playing him this week, and I really think that you need to put the welfare of the person ahead of the game at this point for the rest of the season. And yeah, that means sit into Tua, let the backup quarterback, or out there, Bridgewater. Uh, he's a good quarterback. He's 42 and 22 in his career, especially against the spread. He plays very well. So I think that if you look at this game, it's going to be a close game. I think the Dolphins really need to win this one, and I think they will by a field goal up there in Foxborough. The Bears at 3 and 12 are playing the surprising Lions at 7 and 8. Believe it or not, the Lions have a, a very small chance of making the playoffs, but. Uh, by beating the Bears, it increases that obviously by a little bit. However, the Bears are obviously eliminated, so it's going to be just a matter of pride for them. You have Justin Fields, he's uh, going to be out there against Herbert. Uh, so I, I don't know. It, it, what do you think about this game? I really think that when you look at Khalil Herbert, um, you know, he's someone that, uh, yeah, uh, he can run. I mean, he's a pretty good um Back, but I think that when you look at everything, he's gonna to have to come up big to be able to shut down the Lions. And it sounds funny saying that because the Lions have really been playing well lately. Uh, earlier in the season, they found some ways to lose. Now they're finding some ways to win. And I really think that you have Jared Goff on the other side uh, against Justin Fields. I think that the Lions are going to win this game, actually, in that black and blue division. we have the Broncos and the Chiefs. The Broncos are 4-11. and The Chiefs are 12-3. and Obviously you have Pat Mahomes with the Chiefs he's 10 and0 in his career against the Broncos. Um, and I think that it's obviously going to be eleven and0 after this game tomorrow um, you know, I think you no know, you, you look at you look at the Broncos and you have to wonder. You know what's what's going on with the Broncos this year again the record is four and eleven uh, I think that there's gonna be a lot of rebuilding. After the season, I think that you have to look at the quarterback and go from there. We'll talk more about that next week, but I think the Chiefs win this game uh, easily by 14 points, possibly three touchdowns. The Colts 4-10-1 at the Giants. The Giants are 8-6-1. and Giants have a lot of opportunities here to seal up a playoff spot. The easiest way for them, obviously, is to win. There's other ways, a little bit more complicated, a couple different scenarios. You know, if there's losses from Seattle, Washington... The Lions, the Packers, and so so on and so forth. That helps the Giants' cause as well. But it's going to come down to Barkley. What's he going to do? He's 46 yards shy of becoming the third Giants player with multiple 1,300-yard rushing seasons, joining Tiki Barber and Joe Morris, if you guess those two, congratulations. So the Giants control their destiny here. I think that they're going to go out there and take care of business and win this game. Not quite sure about Jeff Saturday's tenure there as an interim coach going forward. But uh, anyway, it should be um, a a good game for the Giants. The Saints at 6-9 are playing Philly. The Eagles are 13-2. All eyes were on the Eagles in the Dallas game um, last Sunday night, I believe it was. Gardner Minshew got the start because Hurts is still recovering from that sprained right shoulder all week long. The talk was that Hurts may or may not play. I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he should play. Uh, Eagles can clinch the one seed with a win. I think that the Eagles are, are a well-rounded enough team to go out there, let Hurts recover. Minshew can lead the team. He played well, I thought, last week. Uh, of course, there's a couple injuries to the Eagles, which isn't helping, but I think that um, overall, they're too big and too strong, and they have a very good core to uh, not win this game on um, tomorrow at 1 o'clock. You also have the Jaguars at the Texans. Don't look now, but Jacksonville, they've won three straight games. They're seeking their fourth um, win since 2017, uh, Houston has a 55% chance to get the number one pick in the draft. <laughs> so they can lock it up if the Bears win, so that's pretty much what they're playing for. Jacksonville, I believe, is going to win this game. The Browns at six and nine, playing the Washington Commanders at seven, seven and one. Washington's gonna keep on running the ball against Cleveland, I, I guarantee that. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. The Browns have been eliminated. So I think that Washington playing at home will um, win this game by a field goal. The next game you have is Arizona at the Falcons. 4-11 Arizona just losing to the Bucs this past week. Falcons 5-10. and Both of these teams are eliminated. Um, I think that they'll be getting ready for next year. Arizona... Uh, yeah, Arizona needs to get a quarterback there that can you know, get the ball to the receivers, the Hopkins and whatnot. Where you have Atlanta, they just want to run the ball. They need to find a way to be able to air it out a little bit, in my opinion. The Jets at the Seahawks, both of these teams are 7-8. and eight. That's a 4 5 start. You have Geno Smith. Uh, I think that if you look at Geno Smith starting uh, this year since... Uh, Russell had left The Jets are 31st In rushing offense Over the last four games The Seahawks are 30th In rushing defense So I think the Jets Are going to be Slowed down a little bit In this game I think that uh, Seattle is going to win this game i know tyler lockett is sidelined so i think you're going to see uh the ball being able to be spread out a little bit more so i do look for the seahawks to win this game probably by a field goal 49ers 11 and 4 at the raiders They're six and nine Talk this week, of course, is on Derek Carr, or about Derek Carr, I should say. Uh, It seems as though his era in Los Angeles, in Las Vegas, I should say, is over. He's not going to be even at the games for the last two games. Uh, They're going to go with Jared Stidham. Uh, I believe that they don't want to pay Carr in case he gets injured. That's my take on... On uh, why he 's not going to be there again, I think if you 're with the team, you should stay with the team and be there if you 're not hurt, you should be on the field playing. Uh, Josh Jacobs uh he'll be the league's leading rusher going against the nfl's top defense which is the 49ers of course they're going to slow jacobs down and i really think that the 49ers may be the best team in the nfc i look for them to win probably by two touchdowns in this game the vikings at the packers the vikings are a surprising 12 and 3 green bay is seven and eight right now um, The Packers enter this week with a 37% chance of making the playoffs. So if they win, that goes up to 61%. If they lose, of course, they're pretty much done. The Vikings are 11-0 in one-score games this season. I think that Minnesota is the better team here. When these two teams play, it's going to come down to how can Green Bay defend Justin Jefferson if they can hold him to a average game Then they have a chance to win If not I think the Vikings Will win this game uh, The next game on the docket Is going to be the Rams At the Chargers The Chargers are 9-6 and six Of not much on the line here Outside of Los Angeles bragging rights The Chargers clinched the playoff berth Last week And the Rams of course have been eliminated I think that the Chargers Actually will go out there And win this game the Steelers-Ravens game has been flexed to eight twenty on Sunday night. I think that if you look at this one, these two teams over the years play some of the best games that I think I've seen. And I think this game's going to be really good, too. I think that um, the Steelers, although their playoff chances are still alive, it's very, very minimal. And the Ravens clinched the playoffs but they still have a chance to overtake Cincinnati for the AFC North. And, of course, Cincy won't be playing until Monday night. So the, the Ravens going to go out there and have something to definitely play for. Um, I look for Baltimore to go out there and win this game, actually. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to say 19-16, the Ravens. And the last game of the weekend is going to be probably the best one. The Bills at 12-3. We'll be playing against Cincinnati at 11-4. This will be, I believe, the highlight of the week. Both teams have secured playoff spots, but they definitely have something more to play for. Buffalo can clinch home field. uh and the AFC's first round bye with a win and a Chiefs loss. So they'll definitely be uh, motivated to go out there. On the other hand, Cincinnati can clinch the AFC north with a win and a Ravens loss or tie. So it's gonna be a close game. I look for Josh Allen and Buffalo to go out there flex their muscles a little bit, end up winning this game by six or seven points, but it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a very good game. looking forward to that one. It's been a great season so far. There'll be one more week after this. Of course players will be resting and whatnot uh, depending on what happens this week. So get ready for a fun day of football. Number here, 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to talk some more sports. You are in the gymnasium on Power
0: 90.1. Here's a real-life story that affects 50% of all of us out there. It's called Divorce. If you've gotten divorced and now you're struggling to pay your bills and your credit card debts are completely out of control, you need to call this special debt relief hotline right now. We help people with all kinds of money problems caused by different life challenges, a divorce, a job loss, even heavy medical bills.
2: Paid for by debt.com. Call now at 800 810 4086. 800 810 4086. 800 810 4086. That's 800-810-4086. Now,
0: now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show. And power 90.1.
1: Welcome back, Lightning fans. How about the Lightning? Seven out of the last nine games we came across victorious. We had two games right before the holidays against Detroit and Toronto where we didn't play our best hockey, but then we came right back with a great win on Wednesday night against Montreal, 4-1, uh, Vasilevsky looked great in that game. I think that was his 11th straight uh, victory against Montreal. So we took that game. And then the game on Thursday night against the Rangers, that was probably one of the better games that I have seen in a while. We won that game 2-1 to one in a shootout. Kalorn. Uh, uh, made made the uh, the goal in the shootout. I think he was the sixth sixth round there in the shootout. So right now, the, the Lightning are twenty two and 11, 45 points in the standings. We're right where we need to be. I'll tell you what, you look at this team, Braden Point, he's unbelievable. He's got 20 goals leading the team right now. You have Kucherov leading the team in both assists and points. He's got 38 assists, 51 points overall. And I think that this team is really starting to gel. I know we said that in the last show as well, but uh, right now, this team is a team that nobody again is going to want to play us in the playoffs. So as long as we can stay healthy and stay on the same path that we have been on, and that is getting the defense to be more consistent on a night in and a night out basis, we're going to, I think, make a nice playoff run once that time comes. We'll talk more about hockey, of course, once the um, holidays get over and the season gets underway, especially after the um of the break there and talking about a couple other things uh, I want to you know, touch on the soccer great Pele passing this past week all soccer players that have come after him and even you know he was compared to people that have played before him and everyone that came after him is always compared to what he was able to do on the pitch so um had the pleasure of watching him play on TV and it was nice to see that he had uh, such a great career. He was loved by many uh, players and fans across the um, the globe for that matter. So condolences to his family. Uh, Also want to touch a little bit on the LIV. I'm happy to see that the Masters, of course, the tournament this year, I believe it's in April, up there in Augusta is going to allow the LIV players to participate, and I think that is going to be the start of some type of unity within the golf community there. Because when you have two factions, the LIV, they, they really, they really opened the PGA's eyes, I believe, and uh, made it better for the players. On both, on both the PGA and the LIV tour as far as purses go, as far as opportunities go. So I think that at some point during this year in 2023, you're going to see some type of meeting of the minds between these two entities and whether it be agree to let the players play in in both um, the PGA as well as the LIV or the majors or... As far as what the point system will be, a lot needs to be figured out. I, I think it's best if they put their egos aside and do what's best for the game of golf, which is what they should be doing all along. Unfortunately, sometimes when dollar signs get in the way, you don't always see things the same way. So my hope is that that is something that's fixed this year. I think it, I think a good chance that it will be. Guys, as always, it's unfortunately, that's all the time we have. It goes by too quick. I want to thank each and every listener uh, for taking part in the show this past year to make it as successful as it is, looking to um, be even better in 2023. And whatever it is that your goals may be for next year, I hope you achieve them. And whatever you do, don't give up. It's so hard to beat someone that doesn't give up. So keep that in mind. As always, stay vigilant, stay safe. Above all, stay positive. Enjoy your New Year's, and we'll talk to you next time in the gymnasium. Have a great weekend.